Excellent. Uh, <laughs> gosh. You gonna live there or what? Yeah, I just yeah I. Beer I just ate room. dinner. Yeah. Ate dinner way too fast. And oh. Like it's. I was like, I'm going to go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, now it's just all like, <laughs> sitting in the throat. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're back. It's episode four of Shuffle All, and we're back and we're late. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's not sorry. No, no. We we yeah. both we both kind of forgot slash we're like not ready for this week, I guess. So yeah, I, just... I was definitely like half asleep on the couch when I remembered uh, over the weekend, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching a movie, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And Beth's like, what? I was like, I'm supposed to podcast with Nick today, and it was still like early afternoon, still had plenty of time. Right. And I was like, um, okay, like no, I can do it. We'll do it. It'll be fine. Right. And I texted you, and you're like, uh let's just wait yeah i was having kind of a rough anxiety filled weekend so it was kind of nice to just back off for a couple of extra days yep yep so uh that's fine though keeping yeah. this casual is totally cool yeah and um you know maybe it's once every week maybe it's once every two weeks we'll figure it out exactly <clears throat> so anyway episode four of shuffle all here we are um Let's see, today's Wednesday. I've been deliberately trying to not listen to a ton of stuff this week um, because I don't want to, like... I still want to talk about what I listened to last week. Right. Uh, and kind of our homework assignment from last week. Right. Um, we had some weather here, so I worked from home on Monday. And when I work from home, I tend to not really listen to much. I just kind of prefer, like, the total silence. Right. Um because offices are very noisy, yeah. very busy places, and <clears throat> you know, working from home, I get to just sort of sit in quiet, and it's kind of nice. So, mm -hmm. um, between that and like mostly yesterday and today, I listened to like some just chill hop and actually a few podcasts. So, just been laying low in that regard. But we'll talk about um, talk about what we listened to last week. Yeah, yeah, we had. UNH straight out just canceled on Monday, so it's kind of nice. They texted us at like four thirty in the morning, like, "Oh, we're gonna delay till 10. and I was like, "Ugh, we never get a snow day," and mm. that's kind of the <clears throat> we get the benefit of having snow days occasionally, but not this season. Yeah, we don't Monday. <laughs> th Monday they just straight out said to heck with it, and then by the afternoon it was sunny and like forty out and warm, and yeah. it was like weird. Yep, yep, it was a weird day. Um, when you work for an online university, there are no snow days. Yeah. So, but working from home is nice. Um, so anyway, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, we just forgot, and I'm sorry. Thanks. And same, you know, uh, this podcast is now officially on Spotify. I still don't think it's on Apple Podcasts. No, I haven't it's seen in, it there yet. It's in progress. I'm working on it, guys. I'm yeah. trying. It, it, Apple's <laughs> weird about their. Apple is weird about their. They're both weird about everything, but podcasts are even weirder. So, yeah, it's um, it's strange. What's funny is my other show. I. It had it on iTunes, and I transferred it from um, Squarespace, being hosted on Squarespace, to being hosted on Anchor, where this show is hosted. Right. And uh, it was totally fine, no problem. Like, it didn't have to resubmit to iTunes. Mm. But uh, this is just taking a little longer than we had hoped, so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So... How do we do this again? <laughs> what did we listen to this week? <laughs> or this mm -hmm. past, last week, slash this week, slash whatever. 
Yeah. So, well, picking up from episode three, we kind of left it with like, what are some bands and artists that you don't connect with yeah. or take a long time to connect with? Um, and I had mentioned a few, uh, and upon further thinking and reflection, I guess, um, I decided to just start with the Smiths because the Smiths and Morrissey are always in my brain as like one thing. Right. Um, cause just because of the, actually they were, you know, Morrissey was in the Smiths. So it's like easy to draw that connection. Right. Um, they are a band and he is an artist that I just never really got. I never really understood it. I never really saw the appeal. It also never really entered my life. So it was like, it was something that I knew other people were into, but it never came. I never had a friend that was like, you have to listen to this. It just didn't really cross into that space. I right. guess. Yeah. And I mentioned, uh, Morrissey as well. Like I said, I haven't, gone back and listened to that yet and i also mentioned bands like corn for example right. uh haven't listened to that yet either so but i i could have i just didn't want to like have too much to talk about <clears throat> for this so i kind of left it at, at the four studio albums from the smiths as a jumping off point right uh i also listened to a bunch of other stuff throughout the week but um <clears throat> i guess let me start with the smiths because picking up from last time um, I started by listening to the Apple Music uh, Essentials playlist, and I was like, it started to play. Um, How soon is now? Yeah, that's like, and I was really the only major song from them that I know. That's exactly what happened to me, and I actually it came on, and I was like, oh, I know this song, and I never knew that it was from the Smiths. I just thought it was music f- from some band from that era that I would know if someone had told me. Uh, not expecting it to be the Smiths. Right. It almost sounds like, like a Cure song or something like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Tears for Fears or something. Yeah, Maybe, some... you know, something kind of uh, like none of those bands would have surprised me, right. basically. So, um, anyway, I decided that was maybe not. I had a whole week to do it. So I was like, let me just do the deep dive. They have four studio albums. I'm just going to listen to one a day. And that gives me four days. I have plenty of time. So I, um, just ran straight through in chronological order um and i did notice i don't honestly remember the names of them unfortunately is it is the first one self-titled is it the smiths i couldn't tell you to be let me let me take and then i know like meat is murder is somewhere in there Meat is murder is second and then the queen is dead is third and then something 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 i can't remember the name of the fourth one so um, the smiths meat is murder the queen is dead and strange ways here we come yes okay i listen to those and um a friend of mine from high school is like a diehard morrissey fan um like i mentioned would throw himself in front of a moving train for morrissey (laughs) um he posted on twitter today i guess morrissey announced a show in new york or something or philly i don't know yeah he's doing he's doing like a springsteen on broadway but he's doing morrissey on broadway cool okay so he saw tickets for that go up and they were i'm not exaggerating they were like three or four hundred dollars a piece and he was just like well here we go right (laughs) (laughs) i don't actually know if he bought them i'm assuming he did um which that's i told him like that's insane i would not doesn't matter who it is i would not pay that much but um so i've been talking to him a lot about the smiths 
and just sort of like, I was like, oh, I'm going to try to do the Smiths and Morrissey this week. And he's like, are you sure? That's like me saying, I'm going to listen to all of Nirvana and the Foo Fighters this week. <laughs> and like try to try to get it as, as a thing together. I was like, all right, fair. So let's do the Smiths. Um, and we had a conversation on Twitter about it. He pointed out that um, sometimes it's just too late for a band to have an impact on you. Right. And it depends on when that band kind of comes into, or when that music comes into your life. Right. Um, considering it never came into my life until now, after having talked about that, I think it might be too late for me. And I listened to it kind of with purpose. And I thought each album has moments on it that I really like. And the rest of them were just sort of there. They were just fine. It was okay. It was fine. Right. Um, you know, how soon is now is their I've, even if I've heard it, it's, I would say it's their biggest hit. That song is two minutes too long. Yeah, yeah. There's that, and um, there's a light that never goes out. Is like their other major hit. Mm-hmm. And that that one is probably about a, a, a perfect length. Okay, I couldn't tell you any of the other titles because I just put it on yeah. and put it on my headphones and put my phone down. But you know, um, and, and just looking at it, I actually kind of forgot that "Girlfriend in a Coma" was by them and i actually only know the joshua radden version or radden i never really figured out how to pronounce his name but he was a dude who kind of got his start thanks to scrubs and he did a cover of it and that was really about and i more prefer his version because it's well better (laughs) (laughs) so but this this weird thing happened to me when i was listening to it uh to the smiths and this also happened to me when i did like a kind of deep focus on Pearl Jam once and I did uh, I finally forced myself to get into Smashing Pumpkins at some point um, I can hear uh, the bands that I do really love are how they're influenced by those bands mm. and I can hear things that I think my favorite bands might like little tricks that they might do this is where they got it from right and that's a really cool thing to hear um, there's that you know like I always say if you want to find new music find your favorite music's favorite music pretty much like find your favorite artist's favorite music um it's pretty clear i think to hear the influence across the board i mean the smiths are a hugely influential band yeah that being said i like i said i don't think it's really for me i didn't finish an album and go i want to listen to that again or i want to listen to the next one it's just sort of there totally fine i think morrissey picks between four and five notes her song and does not deviate yeah <laughs> and uh, it's fine it's fine it's fine it the, the thing with morrissey he's like if you take morrissey and like my bloody valentine you basically have the and you kind of mix it all up with a little bit of the cure thrown in there you basically get the recipe for emo and <laughs> yeah but it, it, but morrissey's like takes emo and just like goes 15 steps further than emo he's just gets a little too whiny about things at least to me i don't i mean i'm yeah, sure I, mean, I know so, i was I, talking to my, my buddy from high school and he's pointing out that like lyrically it was very important to him at, at a very formative age mm. and i totally totally get that everybody's got bands like that it's definitely like Oh my god, my life is over at like 14 years old, 15 years old, you know, that whole... Yeah, I mean, we've all felt that way. Yeah. I get it. Um, I just, 
it never came into my life had like we ended up we were friends in school and then we went to different schools for a while and i think after we had sort of separated physically uh that's when he got into that mostly right and so like we weren't talking about stuff in school anymore and i'm sure had we been physically in the same place maybe he would have introduced it to me at that time and maybe it would have been more important to me now but whatever it's fine yeah so that's my that's my hot take on the Smiths. I didn't really think like. <laughs> oh my god! It, it falls is, into yeah. like yeah, it falls into like a good not great category for yeah. me. Totally respect the hell out of it though. Yeah, I mean their singles come on. I don't turn the station, but I'm not going out of my no, way. No, I'm to not going to like. I'm not going to go out of my way to turn it off either. Yeah. Um, and maybe someday I'll be like, oh, you know what I really want to hear right now? The Smiths, and mm. but that day hasn't come. Yeah. So it's only been a week, but you know. Right. So other than that, I did one album of theirs a day, uh, and then also just mixed in some other stuff. I listened to Ben Kenny, who is the bass player for the band Incubus, yeah. and he was also in The Roots for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no. Yep, and he totally rocks. Nice. And he's a multi instrumentalist. He plays, <clears throat> like I said, he plays bass in Incubus. I'm pretty sure he played bass in The Roots, um, but he sings. He. Um, guitar bass drums massive riffs just all cool proggy uh riffy riffs Mm -hmm. and really interesting hooks and stuff really nice haven't listened to him in years and i was just kind of scrolling through my library i was like oh yes that is what i need right now right um and he does he joined incubus uh for a crow left of the murder which i think was what 2004 four four five something like that and you know i i have a dvd of theirs see here's the thing incubus is my band that i would jump in front of a moving train for right um and i know there's plenty of other people that don't feel the same way it is because i was into them when i was 14 100 percent. so anyway uh i have like a live dvd of them at red rocks and ben kenny's the bassist there doing backup vocals it sounds massive it sounds so so good so um, that will definitely be in the playlist. Um, I listened to Gang of Youths. I don't. Did I talk about Gang of Youths yet on this show? Uh, you may have, but my memory only goes about five minutes. So I'm kind of like <laughs> Dory from Finding Nemo. <clears throat> <laughs> um, Gang of Youths. I um, I found them from one of the Apple Music playlists. Uh, the song "Your Heart Is a Muscle." Or the heart is a muscle, I think. And um, I was like, this, is a, this song's got a cool vibe. It's got a cool hook. Um, so I checked out their album. Um, they have an album out called uh, Go Farther in Lightness. Hmm. And I cannot stop listening to it. It's been it's in my top five from the last 12 months uh, for sure. And I just love it. It's really long. It's a really long album, hmm. which is super cool. It's kind of concepty. But like in musical motif, uh, not so much like lyrically, right. you know. And the first vibe right out of the gate, it's got this like Springsteen feel, like a very classic Ooh. Springsteen piano kind of sound. Interesting. And he kind of sings in like this sort of, you know, very sort of sing songy not talk singy but like kind of at the bar with the piano sort of sing songy yeah okay um yeah. but then it um it picks up and it's really kind of more their style and the rest of the record is just a friggin' masterpiece hmm. 
I wouldn't call the rest of it Springsteen at all, but right. I think that first intro to that first song is pretty clearly a nod to Springsteen. Right. Um, I just love it so much. And they're from Australia. They're not super huge here. Um, they played around here a while ago, but I wasn't able to go because I had like spent too much money on concerts. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two days before I was going to see a different concert. And <laughs> But um, really, really fantastic songwriting, fantastic sounds. Love that record. Nice. Uh, I listened also to Tesseract. Never heard of them. Which is like a... Tesseract is... Um, they're like prog metal. Oh, I would okay. say prog for sure. Um, are they from the US? They might be from Canada. Um, Tesseract. Uh, let's see. Nope, not a four-dimensional cube. That's not what I want. I want Tesseract band. Oh, no, they're from... Oh, wait, no. They're, Tesseract band. Oh, they're from the UK. I don't know why I thought they were from Canada. But anyway, um, really, if you we talked about Tosca oh, on yeah. a, a previous episode, they're right up that alley. Ooh, I love Tosca. So if you're into Tosca, you will be into Tesseract. Nice. Um, dude's got a great voice. Uh, the the band is just like riffy, proggy, really tight. Nice. Really cool, cool stuff and then lastly i listened to saint vincent's latest release uh mass seduction nice she's really all over the map this week (laughs) yeah i'm kind of in the same boat saint vincent's an interesting artist because like her album before this last one i couldn't get into it at all but this last one had so has so many like great songs on it i just she's an interesting artist she's very she's really interesting yeah um i agree and you know she's one of those like i don't know she's an artist where i think maybe i don't always realize how much guitar there is in it at first right because of how it's written and how it's produced but um she is the next guitar hero she really is a good guitar player like she's she's a fabulous guitar she's player. right up there like you think of john mayer and stuff like that and saint vincent is i think maybe because she's just not mainstream popular but she's like indie alt popular so like but she's definitely right up there i remember she was on snl a few years ago and i'm like oh oh she can play (laughs) she can play she's and she's got this custom model from um ernie ball music man that is the coolest custom guitar ever like i i tend to not super care about custom artist models um if you're just joining us, I'm a guitar player. Uh, I, I, you know, you talk about custom guitars. The number one custom guitar of all time is the Les Paul. People often forget that the Les Paul is an artist model. Right. Um, the, of course, by now it's really not, but yeah. th- that's where we're at. I do own a Zach Myers guitar. Uh, who's the guy from Shinedown? I could not name you one Shinedown song. <laughs> they actually weren't too too shabby, but they've gone down that like. Could um, not even tell you the title of one. But I walked into a guitar store, saw this gorgeous instrument, right. and was like, "I've never seen anything like that from this manufacturer. Uh, I need it." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I played it, and it's great, and I still have it, and it, it kicks so much ass. But. Again, not super into the artist thing. However, if someone was like, do you want a St. Vincent? I would be like, absolutely, yes. I want that St. Vincent custom guitar. Partly, and I don't usually feel this way, because it's hers. It's so cool. Right. 
it's just got it's got this weird it looks like a bow tie kind of yeah but it's not really like it's also not look at that weird guitar which is like really great and um ernie ball music man just makes killer instruments these days they're crushing it yeah they have, like this it does uh, kind of look like all the, black it comes kind, of, kind of looks like a fender the like the jazz master guitar or whatever the sort of is. yeah it's pointier than a jazz master yeah but um you know music man has some history with fender so there's a whole thing there now right. granted she designed this guitar with them but still great great musician great album just there's such a wide range and i love it um the song happy birthday johnny is like this like crushing like emotional like it's just piano and voice and piano and vocals and it's like so intimate yeah love the feel of it but then like pills is on that record yeah and uh, the title track mass seduction is just huge yeah i want to say it was um los angeles was like the out the song that kind of got me into her and yeah if you hear any whining in the noise in the background it's my dog um i did hear that <laughs> she's whining because my girlfriend just went off to taylor just went off to the gym so she's whining because mama's not around um, oh boo yeah she and she's she's like dad's here but he's like dad's chopped liver to me so <laughs> um i did not know this i'm looking at the quickly veering back over to st vince i'm looking at like her wikipedia page for the album mass education and jack antonoff is a producer on it and if you don't know who jack Ant, he's the guitar player from the band fun um which i absolutely yeah. I fucking hate fun like i cannot stand <laughs> nate ruiz's voice he just god that guy i just want to punch him in the face every time i hear oh, him i just realized that He's in the band Bleachers. Oh, mass, mass Education is an acoustic reworking of Mass Seduction. I did not even know about this. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to add it to my phone right now. Yeah. And Holy shit. Yeah. If this you, is what this podcast is about. Right? <laughs> Finding new music. Like, But if you want Man. some really cool like 80s style, synthy, fun, pop rock music, Jack Antonoff's main band now bleachers is really 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 fucking good um but he produced uh lord's last album uh yeah he, he's like a he's, he's like, a pretty important guy yeah he's like massively um, huge right now uh he produced taylor swift's last album um like he's just every he's in demand from everybody i think he worked on he's working on the dixie uh, chicks upcoming. lord pink yeah yeah like dixie chicks have a new album coming up and he's working on them working on it with them like he's hugely in, in demand so that's probably why this last album just has a little bit more pop kind of feel to it um but yeah it's definitely all over the place for the genre pop electro pop glam rock new wave like it's kind of all over the place that's awesome very very awesome that'll be on the playlist as well yeah, yeah. i just I don't know. Something about St. Vincent is so like, I think I said this on Twitter that like her music is, I can only think of to describe it as sexual. Yeah. And it's <laughs> very true. Like she's, she's definitely got that kind of like sexual vibe to her, like you to her and like, uh, but, but she's but not, not like a, a annoying kind of way. Yeah. Like it's not, um, it's not in yeah. your face, like rapper kind of sexual. It's like, sensuality sexual like it's it's and i think power as well yeah 
Um, yeah. I'm a girl and I'm going to take ownership of my power being a female, sexual female and kind of like what Liz Fair was doing back in like the late nineties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the big song that came out of Bleacher's last album um, was Don't Take the Money, so if, which he co-wrote with Lord. So if you're going to throw a song in there, yeah, that's, okay. that's the one I would I'd throw in. Um, he also works so, with like, Greg Kirsten, who works with like everybody, too. Mm-hmm. Lord is an artist that I have not d- like checked out yet. Um, S- same. <laughs> but when, uh, what was that, that first single? Royals. What was that called? Royals, yes. That that got I mean, played that, so much that it kind of killed her. It got, yeah, that can happen yeah. for sure. Um, however, I heard that song. I remember it still. I was standing, uh, in a Coles, and I heard that song come on, and I was like, "What am I hearing?" Like it was just because I don't listen to top forty stuff or pop radio ever really. So right, weddings and standing in line at the grocery store is when I hear <laughs> pop music. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's it just caught me as like she's singing with some attitude and I, I i was like obsessed with it i i had to go home and like learn it on guitar right because it was just such a the vocal melody was so intoxicating like it was i sound like a tool for saying that but it was so like that is a melody those that choice of notes is not something you hear in most pop music i think yeah and it turns out it was just pentatonic like pretty standard blues scaly type stuff with some deviation, but it was pretty close to pentatonic and holy shit. It's so awesome. Yeah. It was crazy. She was 14 when she wrote that. God damn it. Yeah. Like she's only 22. <laughs> God. <laughs> she's ridiculously young, ridiculously talented. And I hate her for it. <laughs> I hate her, but I'm also like, damn, you know, if, if I'm, if I can't do it, you do it. Right. <laughs> Please, right. Someone, Go go be great. Do the thing. <laughs> There's a lot of upset people about when she didn't win like the Grammy for album of the year over the last like year or so or whatever because of oh shit because um, she's like her her album was super critically acclaimed but it was someone else that won it. I think it was Kendrick and it was like well of course Kendrick Lamar oh. was going to win it like <laughs> yeah that was it damn yeah. I mean, he won a yeah. friggin' Pulitzer for it, so <laughs> like just. But yeah, I mean, she's she's super you can't talented. Really touch she's, that album. What was that? I said you can't really touch that album. The it's hard to touch Kendrick. any of like, his yeah. three major releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, cool. So yeah. yeah, that's that's where I came down. Nice. Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else, cool. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um, so I was kind of all over the place as well, but I'll, I'll uh, kind of touch up on our, our homework from last week. Um, bands that you didn't connect with or took a long time to connect to. Um, so I talked a little bit about Billy Joel and how I was listening to him. Um, I still haven't finished all of his albums. He's got like 13 albums. and He's got a huge catalog. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny because he's like, I'm done recording pop music. Like, I'm, I'm not writing anything more. Uh, and he's written a few songs here and there and really like handed off to other people. But he's largely, by and large, he's like, I'm done. I'm not making another album. I've said all I need to say. Um, yeah. But there's still a pretty big like backlog of his of his work and i was watching an interview with him the other night he because he was recently weirdly enough on um stephen colbert and 
Stephen Colbert joking was like, hey, <laughs> really? yeah, he was like, hey, you know, like, when are you going to release another album? And he's like, yeah, I've said all there, there is I need to say. And he was like, Elton keep, Elton says you should re- record new music because him and Elton do like this piano to piano they, tour. They tour together. Yeah. yeah. And they're like really good friends and everything. And he's like, I've been telling Elton for two, for years that he's been recording too much. Like, so like they had like this kind of fun back and forth and, um, but it's really interesting to to kind of jump back and follow the uh, Billy Joel from when he was just a singer songwriter to I'm um, into the eighties now um, mm-hmm. with him. So I never really connected to him because he's that quintessential mom rock, basically. Like he's adult oriented yeah. music, <clears throat> like that you'd hear it on. Delilah at night, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Occasionally. Safe, yeah. kind of uh, reserved, yeah. Yeah, James Taylor, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Carol King, and they're good musicians, and they're great songwriters and everything, but just not... When you're younger, you want to go for Led Zeppelin and Nirvana. You it's, yeah, it's, it's going to either, like, yeah. make you want to shake your ass, yeah. or it's going to make you, like, you, gotta, you know, want to light something on fire. Yeah, or bang your head, you know, you want to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, and I did do that earlier in the week. So when I got to Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, but like, (laughs) so, uh, but, but Billy Joel's is one of those artists. So I never really connected with him outside of his, his bigger hits. Um, Uptown Girl's always been a favorite of mine. I've always thought that was fun and the longest time. And those come off from a specific album in which he was trying to record, um, he wanted to do an album of songs and styles that he loved um, and came up perfect. Uptown Girl is his, his rip on Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Um, and as soon as mm-hmm. you know that, you can totally hear it all over the song. Um, oh, for sure. And The Longest Time is his ode to, to do like late 50s street doo-wop music. And he recorded every single voice that you hear on that. So all of the background oohs and ahs and all that stuff is him. It's like, you think he said it's something like 13 or 14 tracks of him singing. Um, so the dude's absolutely oppressive as far as vocalist and arranger mm-hmm. and everything goes. So kind of researching a little bit of this stuff has made me go, wow, okay, he's kind of an interesting dude. And then just listening to the music, finally, I'm like, wow, okay, he can play his ass off. Um, he's an absolutely phenomenal piano player, and I had no idea that he was. Um, he's just always been that piano man dude. Um, but he has some tracks yeah. that are instrumentals and you can hear that he's a phenomenal piano player. Um, I found out that his dad was a classical pianist, like touring classical pianist. Um, so it's kind of in his blood. Um, and I think, I think part of his, his thing was that he's never like Joel himself has never been satisfied with him from what I've read, that he's never been satisfied with his own piano playing because it's never been up to snuff with his dad's. So he's kind of got that, like whole huh, dad, okay. dad thing and his so like there's a lot to him and it just kind of doesn't seem like there is um well i mean you're one of the best-selling recording artists of all time yeah i think you can ease off but yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but he's you know he's got the same kind of issues that we all have and um but just listening to his is like really his first album is very simplistic laid back just a him, a piano, and some other things. Like, it's not much. And then you start to see the progression. And I just finished up the album Glass Houses yesterday. And that's his album where everybody was kind of making fun of him for being 
the dad rock, like the mom rock kind of, um, mm-hmm. like yeah, the the wuss of pop music basically. And so he <laughs> kind of recorded yeah. some. Uh, I saw a review that was like this is Billy Joel's version of punk music. <laughs> so like it has, uh, <laughs> it has, um, Oh, right. Here it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen Thompson. Yeah. Or, uh, Erlwine. Yeah. Wrote, it may not be punk. Then again, it may be his concept of punk. Right. And, and <laughs> but may- glass houses is the closest Joel ever got to a pure rock album. And it's, it's really <laughs> good. Like it's really close to it. It has, um, it's still rock and roll to me. Um, you may be right. So it does definitely have those kind of, more harder rock songs but that's the first half the second half is him basically doing billy joel and it's really kind of almost dull actually because it starts off so strong the first five tracks are amazing you may be right sometimes a fantasy don't ask me why it's still rock and roll to me and ask for lena or all for lena and they're really great like it's a really great first half and then the second half it's like how did you not feel like do something like the first half it was just kind of weird um Right. So I still got a few more albums huh. to go, um, but I'm like fully on board with Billy Joel, and it may be because I'm older now. I'm I'm gonna be 36 <laughs> in May, and maybe I'm just finally hitting that time of my life where, right, you need to be seasoned in order to like, uh, like get Billy Joel. Yeah, you know, like, like it just maybe you'll also just fall into liking James Taylor, and like it'll really resonate with you on a different level. Yeah, well, there's days where, <laughs> well, and I mean. It's fun. It's easy to make fun of James Taylor because it's James Taylor. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Like he's just got this really gentle voice, and he's got like a lot of drug issues and stuff in his background. Yeah, not as bad as kind of... Jackson Brown, who is like super abusive. Oh but, yeah. Um, but James Taylor. All those actually... guys, like, there's the, I forget what the hell documentary it was, but they basically blow the lid off the whole relationship. Oh wait, I think it was the Eagles documentary. Yeah. It, they talk about the relationship between the Eagles. Um, Jackson Brown, James Taylor, and uh, what was that woman's name? Linda Ronstadt. Yes. Yeah, because she he, they, 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 they started all off kind of together. Yeah. Well, yeah. because the Eagles started off as as Linda Ronstadt's backing band, and they were uh, Glenn Fry was like friendly with Jackson Brown, and then they all kind of got together. Like they were all it was it's weird weird juju going on with that whole whole thing. Um, but they're, yeah, I mean, James Taylor's got that whole, excuse me, really good guy attitude. and Easy listening. Easy adult listening. contemporary. Yeah. yeah. But he's a phenomenal guitar well, player. Like, you hear a James Taylor yeah. song and you're like, that's James Taylor. Like, and it's not you like know he's it's a, him. He just doesn't shred or anything, but he's got this finger picking style that's really pleasant. And he's like, yep. he knows what he's doing on a guitar. And. That's something I think not a lot of people pick up. They just kind of hear the vocals and they hear, you hear James Taylor and you're like, oh yeah, my mom used to listen to that like kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there's like all those bands, but some kind of yeah, maybe it is just kind of the time of my life. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe as I'm getting older, there's just those days where I don't like I have a headache and I don't want to listen to something that's hard hard rocking or whatever and that's where billy joel and james mm-hmm. taylor come in but um <laughs> yeah. i don't know I, I i don't know what it is but i'm totally on board with billy joel now and kind of hate that he's not <laughs> recording anything new but um, so this when you mentioned that before it kind of i got me thinking when i see a headline from someone like you know the who goes on tour right or 
uh rolling stones in the studio like that those kind of those old bands yeah. that are uh their their day is essentially over right yeah. it's they're not in the public eye they, they well they will always be in the public eye because of who they are but their, However, their youth is is their 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 classical era is far beyond them right um and i know that like Sure, when I reach that age, whether I'm ever in a band that is extremely popular or not, I'm still going to want to be playing music. Right. So, fuck it. Keep playing music. Yeah. However, does anyone actually care when, you know, the Who or... just I saw some headline today that just made me think of that. Like, when these old bands that you haven't heard from in literally decades are suddenly like, we have a new album coming out. Does anyone actually be like, oh, I can't wait for the new album from whoever. Does that, there are, does that matter? There are for some people. Like, um, if, you and, want, if, if you wander over to the Steve Hoffman forums, there's people that are like, oh my God, Paul McCartney has a new album coming out. And it's like, yes, it's going to be the same exact album that Paul McCartney's released for the last 15 years. Like, Right. And then can those albums that come out in currently like that, can they be as good like inherently are they or, or are can they tainted they... right can nothing ever be as good as the old stuff right like or this... you, you know all that like i just i don't know yeah, i don't like, know what the answer like, is like if say the stones were really i think they are working on some new music and whatnot but i know the who is working on some new music and it's like okay love pete townsend's songwriting and he he clearly still has it because their last album was pretty solid but it's it's not going to be mainstream for one and B or two B C F Q <laughs> whatever. Um, like are is it going to be just oh it's the Who so obviously it's going to sell some set records or is yeah. it yeah is it relevant is I guess the question yeah or and are you just hyping it up because it's the Who or like it's is it actually good yeah yeah like this whole so yeah it's weird yeah and I saw Judas Priest on your list yes. and. Like that album Firepower that we talked about last time or whenever. Yeah, last um, time. That album is new and it's you know, new within the last yeah. few years. Yeah. And sure, maybe it's not their best selling album of all time, but holy shit, it's so good. Right. It's so good. And I just don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Right. You know, like I don't know how to feel about bands. Like if, if I find out that some old band, like I'm trying to think of an example again, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was going to say the Smiths, but if the Smiths come out of nowhere and release an album, it's going to rattle the earth. It really would. <laughs> it really would. That's not a good example. The Guns N' um, Roses when they released Chinese Democracy finally after 13 <laughs> years. Or Van Halen when they released that last album that was basically just reworked outtakes and stuff. It yeah. was super hyped yeah. up for all of it, but it was like, then the end result come, came out, and it was like, well, okay, that was an album. Right, and it's just that, that weird question of, like, relevancy, mm. and, like, am I going to listen to it and be, like, basically, like, all right, let's see what you got, Yeah. or am I going to genuinely still want to like it because I liked them back in the day, right. you know, I, I don't know what I would what i would do yeah and i think that's where billy joel is at with his stuff he's like he's a he's like he said i've i've he's like i've said what all i need to say i don't think i could have anything left and b I right, think, so he's not even gonna try yeah, yeah. and I, I think that he's just hit, hit this point where he's like pop music is so far beyond where i left it in 1993 with my last album that it would be foolish for me to even try 
Like sure. Elton John releases an album every couple of years now, and he, he has his dedicated fans who still get hyped up and go buy it day of and all that stuff. But you got to be some kind of dedicated. So my yeah. parents are both big time Elton John fans. I love me some Elton, and, but and like I. I, I do too. I listen to it, and of course, it immediately makes me think of, you know, growing up right. and my, my parents, like exclusively. It's like the soundtrack to mom and dad. Yeah. And uh, they, we've been to see him and stuff. And you know, Rocket Man is coming out the the biopic, right. and they're pumped about that and stuff. However, uh, not lining up day one. Uh, probably don't even know when his last album came out. Yeah, it was like two years ago. <laughs> I know? want to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, I mean, classic fans of the classic stuff kind of thing. Right. So, uh, it's a weird, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> we speak of, um, yeah, so, and actually kind of piggybacking parents' favorites. Um, I, so, for, from beyond Billy Joel, I went to listen to some Willie Nelson earlier. Not my parents' favorite. My parents hate Willie Nelson, and I'm the lone family member that loves him. Um, dude's a phenomenal songwriter. Like, mm-hmm. so many classics from the 50s, 60s, and whatnot. Um, I listened to Also, him. someone I never gave a chance. I just, it's, I know of him as, like, a character in music, yeah, and basically. that's it. Yeah, he's, he's, like, 80-something, still going strong. His son's a musician. Um, and tours with his dad and stuff like that has his own band in his own right and is really good um, Lucas Nelson um, but I listened to Redheaded Stranger which is like the quintessential Willie album uh, and one of the quintessential outlaw country albums and just blown yeah. away by the whole thing because it's very stripped um, especially considering what was coming out from country in the early 70s um, and because I was on a country kick I went, and this is where the parent thing comes in. One of my mom's favorites is a Tex-Mex former singer. He's passed away since, but his name is Freddie Fender. Um, He released songs like... I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's... Songs like Wasted Days, Wasted Nights, Roses Are Red. Um, Dude's got a phenomenal voice, and you look at him, and he's kind of goofy looking, Um, especially (laughs) in the 70s. He's got this big permed hair. Um, <laughs> big thick mustache and whatnot, but it's totally just this killer voice. Um, and I mostly added it to my playlist because I, I was scrolling through Apple Music and I go through to the genres and I go to the essential albums and then I add it to my library as like a file cabinet of oh I should get around to listening to this. Um, excuse me. And so I listened yeah. to it as I, I've been thinking about my mom a lot lately. And she, she passed away when I was eighteen, almost nineteen. So that was. 2002, so it was a while ago, uh, 16, 17 years now. And I was just like, I miss my mom, so I'll listen to this in her honor. And the album's okay. Like, it's like most most, <laughs> yeah. most country albums, the album is not the, the selling point, it's the singles. Um, they just try to get sure. you to buy yeah. it all in one as opposed to just individual tracks. Um, but it was just, you know, that warm feeling of good times listening to music with my parents and stuff like that. Um, and then I went to, I, I wanted something that rocked a little harder than some classic seventies country. So I went to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. Um, <laughs> and I listened to number of the beast by Iron Maiden. And I was just absolutely blown away. I've never listened to it before. And I'm just, the whole time, I'm like, this is an amazing album. This is an amazing album. Now I understand why this is an essential <laughs> album. 
yeah yeah i mean both those bands are just the genre defining exactly uh, they're just huge yeah. like uh every like both bands just i listen to what british steel i think it is that like judas yep, priest that's kind of the one that's like yeah. the big judas priest one they have they had like a run from like the late 70s and to the early 80s but just the vocals the musicianship everything is so tight the albums have like these yeah. really nice cohesive feel to them uh, iron maidens really went God. through the whole concept stuff but uh, Judas Priest, that British Steel album, I think I commented on my Twitter the other day, but just it feels like it could have been released recently because it, the production value on it is so good. And mm-hmm. I'm just listening to it. I'm like, this doesn't feel like it was released 39 years ago. This feels like it was released last week. You know, it just kind of has that that big feel to it. Yeah, I think that's, that's the thing. Like that latest, or I don't know if it's the latest, but Firepower by Judas Priest it it is new and it sounds new but you take classic we said this before you take these classic riffs this classic style of judas priest and you record it for 2019 or whenever it came out and it's a different game yeah like it is massively a game changer like when that um what is it the posthumous record from Jimi hendrix um people hell and angels when that came out that was mastered or whatever it was 2015 2014 something like that um it's all these old songs but it sounds like a black keys album yeah it's like it's heavy yeah you know it's got this like thump on it that other hendrix stuff doesn't have and it's weird because it and it's totally just a mastering production mastering issue from from that time frame like if i want yeah. if you were to take well tom dowd specifically recorded Derek and the Dominoes, Layla, and other assorted love songs in that kind of crappy style. He purposely went for that thing, kind of lo-fi style, but like I want to say, like if he was re-recording it today, it would sound like a completely different album. Just yeah, maybe because they wouldn't be on heroin and coke at the same time, but like uh, <laughs> just just because there's so much emphasis on perfection nowadays, so that might be part of it. Yeah. Um not in the same yeah vein i mean as, a lot of it's a lot of that is because of developments in technology it is easier to get perfection that's true uh but yeah i know what you mean yeah so cool well shit man yeah. um what's the deal with earworms though so, <laughs> i see this in the notes see, and i we talked on twitter briefly so like, <laughs> i i just it, it maybe it's something we can focus on for next week or whatever but um i don't okay. know where we're running up for time but um uh i got 45, 45 minutes, minutes. Or so. yeah we don't want to go too too yeah. long but um so yesterday morning i woke up and i had round and round by a band rat stuck in my head one of those 80s hair metal yeah. bands no idea why i'm not a huge rat fan i'm not a huge hair metal band fan like just stuck in my head and so i tweeted it out and you're like you gotta just listen to the whole thing the whole way through and um, yeah that's the trick yeah and I, i've never actually tried that to see if it works but i try that's the rule like if it's stuck in your head you got to listen to the whole thing all the way through right and it knocks it right out of there like, so i tried yeah. it and i just i couldn't make it through the first couple like i think i made it 30 <laughs> seconds into it and i'm like i can't willingly listen to this song like it just hurts um so i went over back to iron maiden and kind of got it out of my head so this morning i wake up and totally nothing's in my head i'm at work and all of a sudden uh dude looks like a lady by aerosmith gets stuck in my head out of nowhere (laughs) haven't heard that song in 
ages, like probably a good six or seven months. Like I go through an Aeros- like I go through an Aerosmith phase every so often, but where the hell this came from, have not a clue. Um, and I'm just in, in my head bopping around like, dude looks like a lady. Like, and it's just like having a grand old time. And I'm like, well, this is at least a little better, despite the, the subject matter totally not being appropriate for 2019. But like, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't age well. No, but, but I'm like, so it's kind of like getting songs stuck in your head. Like, I've actually, around this time last year, I had a couple years ago, I had uh, a weird mashup of. Um, Madonna's Papa Don't Preach and Notorious B.I.G.'s um, Big Papa <laughs> stuck in my head. So it was like yeah. Big Papa Don't Preach, kind of like. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so like. Awesome. <clears throat> these earworms that you just kind of get stuck in your head and wonder how, yeah. how other people kind of deal with them or what other songs people get stuck in their head and out of the blue. Right now, yeah, right now I have a Gang of Youth song stuck in my head from talking about it. Right. I'm thinking of that. Uh, that upright piano sound from that first track on that album. Yeah. <sighs> and then there's those songs that are like not really earworms, but you see somebody at work. We've been doing this cause it's like it hits like, like we, we shut down the service desk at five o'clock. So we hit four fifty nine, and we're like, okay, countdown's on. And the past few, like past few times I've been in there, I'm like, it's the final countdown or somebody said final countdown and all of a sudden we just start breaking out into the song final <laughs> yeah. countdown because it's just yeah it's like one of those those things and like last week i saw this forum about great songs and saw somebody post the lyrics from um a bruce springsteen song and instantly it just started singing it right in my head and it was like not yeah. really an earworm but like instantly you can just it gets stuck in your head as yeah, soon as you yeah. see it What's so weird about getting a song stuck in your head? I don't know. This might not happen to anyone else. I've actually never discussed this at length with anyone. Um, Is like, it's this weird, like sort of nebulous loop of a part of the song. Yes. And it's like, you can't break through that one part. You know, you can't, unless you were to like verbally, like to vocalize the part to someone. Yeah. I have a hard time uh, getting beyond the one little snippet that's in my head and i don't know what that's about yeah. i don't i uh, no one ever has an entire song stuck in their head yeah you know? like for me it was probably <laughs> like a verse and a chorus of, of this morning of of dude looks like a lady but totally get that sometimes i'll just get a guitar solo stuck in my head if it's a catchy enough guitar solo like or i'll just get a, a bridge i or see something. mine are way so much shorter i i've got like like a few measures yeah. even like it just just less than 30 seconds of a song stuck in my head at any given time it's really strange yeah and like let me see if i can find it right now i'll just i'll point out like, not that we can really like play tons of music on this show right. um but a gang of youths there we go. come on come on come on where is it Go farther and lighten us. Here, it's this part. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably enough to keep us in the clear from, you know, someone. <laughs> That's all of it. Yeah. And it's just that part is just like kind of casually like da, 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 That's moving along. Way too funny. <laughs> it's such a weird like, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know why it happened. Sometimes what will happen to me is I'll get one part from a song, like an opening riff from one song, and then but I'll get like the first verse or first line of another song stuck in my head, and then they'll merge together. And so when I hear the original <laughs> song, I'm like, that's not how it goes. Like, just that's not how it goes. Yeah. Oh no, that's how it goes in my head. Like, like actually, it's funny you say that. My other podcast, the theme song for the show is uh, a song from. Justin, who's the co-host on that podcast, uh, his old band, The Speed of Film. And we just used a mostly instrumental section of it um, because it's like guitars, loud drums, guitar solos and riffs and effects. And like it's a great section for a a guitar focused podcast. So he edited that song down to kind of fit with the timing of our intro and just keep it like moving along for podcast purposes. So I'm I've become really familiar with this new edited version, which like does not like musically line up as far as like if you count the measures and stuff. Like it's totally weird. Right. So I haven't listened to his album that he made with that song on it in super long time. But listening to the original, it's like, whoa, it's this part is so much longer. <laughs> right. And like, nope, it's because this one thing that my podcast that probably no one listens yeah. to is <laughs> is severely edited. <laughs> it's really funny yeah it's just it's weird with the things that we get stuck in our head <sighs> well i think that wraps it up for this i think week. i think that wraps it up yeah. yeah um i don't really know how to end a podcast still yeah uh so we're just gonna end it and say thanks for listening to shuffle all uh be sure to Leave us ratings and reviews and stuff wherever that's possible. We're working on getting the show added to Apple Podcasts and, uh, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it'll uh, it'll just, it'll be a while. Right. But um, if you're listening to us in the Anchor app, you can leave us a voicemail and we can drop that voicemail into the show and talk to you about questions or about stuff bands to check out, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Nick, you got anything else? Uh, no, just... Uh, check our Spotify and Apple Music playlists. Um, oh, right. That, yeah, and don't. we do have the, everything. <laughs> it's usually pretty well linked either in the podcast notes or shuffleallpodcast.com. Hell yes. Uh, and I did it again on this show, and I always do it on my other show too. My name is Derek. I'm Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We said it once. All right. Thanks, folks. See ya. See ya.